Did you know that for the majority of history where New Year's has been celebrated, it actually has not been on January 1st? Today, we'll be taking a quick look at New Year's. Info Blast! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Info Blast, the quick history show about anything and everything. I'm Nick Job. I'm Rob Branch. And today we are going to be looking into the history of New Year's and, as it's pretty closely related, the history of calendars. Uh, Rob, if Nick. you had to guess... When would you say roughly was the first calendar? Are we talking like the uh, like, like the first, first historically first, recorded calendar? First historic, uh, uh, I know the Mayans were pretty pretty far back. Um, it's a toss between the Mayans and the Gregorian calendar. I'm gonna go with the Mayans, okay. And who do you think celebrated the very first New Year's? Oprah, that is actually true. She's been around for a while. I'm pretty sure she's a vampire. Pretty sure she's been around for a few thousand years. <clears throat> anyway, to answer your question, who who celebrated the first New Year? Um, yeah. Or who celebrated uh, New Year's first? Who who were like the first people to do it? Um, I want to say the Egyptians. All right. Well, in order to answer these questions, we have to start with the calendar. When it comes to like ancient timekeeping, there's obviously, uh, you know, like a little guesswork that needs to be done. Uh, the first found recorded calendar was from roughly 2000 BC and is known as the Babylonian or Sumerian calendar. Oh, damn it. Uh, you always forget Mesopotamia. I forget the Babylons. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tons of calendars came out later for different parts of the world due to different beliefs, religions. Uh, there's like the Assyrian calendar and the Egyptian calendar. Most old calendars were either uh, solar, which means they followed the patterns of the sun, uh, lunar, following the patterns of the moon, or lunisolar, which is both. Some early calendars only had 10 months, some had 12, uh, some had multi-year cycles, there was an ancient uh, like Celt calendar that had a five-year, 62-month cycle. I'm sorry, say that one more time. It had a five-year, 62-month cycle. So like its calendar didn't conclude, like, you know, we see the end of a year as a year. 365 days, right, right. Right, but their calendar term was like five years, and which was like 62 months. Jesus. Yeah. So there's some crazy calendar. Like what we're covering today is not going to, I mean, it's literally a brief, quick look. It's an info blast. Info blast. <laughs> then Rome was founded by Romulus, who he was said to have created the first Roman calendar. The term calendar sense. actually. Yeah, the term calendar actually comes from the Latin word calends, like C-A-L-E-N-D-S, 
which was their word for the first day of a month, like any month, not necessarily the first day of the year, but just like, you know, October 1st, that's a calendar. Um, And uh, it's similar to like the Ides, which was like the midday of the month. So like, you know, the March 15th is the Ides of March. Um, I did not know that till now. I always wondered what the Ides of March meant. Now that, that... Yep. And I think there's some like, you know, mystic, religious, whatever kind of tones and superstitious tones with the Ides of March too, though that could just be because that's the day Julius Caesar was killed. Uh, But I'm actually getting into that a little early. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Down with Caesar. uh, Right. This early Roman calendar had 10 months and was based on the lunar cycle. So, you know, they start with like a crescent moon and build up to a full moon. And that's, that's like how they cycled their months. Hmm. Um, okay. Unfortunately, because of this, the calendar did not actually match up with the solar year being about 50 days or so short. And, uh, you know, when you live in a world that has a lot of religious celebrations based on time of year, that really screws things up. You know, Roman party, unless it's accurate and historically correct. <laughs> um, so enter the second king of Rome, Numa Pompilius, which is just really fun to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. King, king Pompilius, uh, who attempted to fix this issue by adding two more months to winter this was around 700 bc februarius was added to the end of the year like so after december uh and uh. Jan- Janvarius to the beginning that's i a n u a r i u s because as we learned through indiana jones latin didn't have the letter j and it was represented by the letter i so indiana jones's name would be indiana jones Yes, actually. Or Yindi. Yindi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones! <laughs> you in big trouble, lady. Uh, at first, though, too, Februarius, February, it, mm-hmm. it was longer. It was, I want to say, even 29 or 30 days. Then the calendar added what was essentially an extra, quote-unquote, leap month of 27 days at the end of February. So yes, it literally added an extra month inside of another month. That's confusing. Yeah. Uh, Really, it was like at the tail end of February and just kind of was its own leap month that they did every other year. So like every two years. What was that called? Um, There was a term for it. Intercellary. Intercellary. I-N-T-E-R-C-E-L-E-R-Y. Fucking Romans. Pretty much. So what was the purpose of adding in a month into another month or at the end cap of a month? I mean, what? So kind the of stretch idea, it out? So the idea was the, the way the calendars had worked at the time, they didn't line up with the seasons like as the as time would pass the the calendar days that they had set wouldn't match up with 
what it should be because their days were off. Um, so every they they knew there had to be like a leap year type system. They just didn't know how to do it at the time. So they created at first a leap month that they did every two years. Uh, okay. And that still wasn't correct, but that's what they were doing at this point in time. Now the Romans didn't uh, they didn't they name their they their seasons were based off of um, their gods, right? Um, Am I off on that? So some of their calendar months were named after gods, okay. um, which uh, I can get <clears throat> into that uh, in just a little bit. I was going to say that the uh, because of that leap month every other year kind of added at the end of February, they shortened February to 23 days. So every year, February was just 23 days long. We also know that all of these were added, like these extra months to January, February, because July, which was originally uh, named Quintilis, through the month of December are all named after what number months they were prior to the addition of January and February. Oct being eight, November being nine, and December being 10. Now they're 10, 11, and 12. Uh, A few hundred years later, February was shifted to being the second month rather than the 12th. This was all still a bit off from what was needed. Around 46 B.C., and implemented the following year in 45, Julius Caesar modified the Roman calendar into the more well-known Julian calendar. The Julian calendar added a whole 90 days. It just added 90 days to the year 45, just because it needed that 90 days to realign the calendar with the sun cycle. Like the time had gotten so far thrown off. We basically needed to shove three months worth of time in to fix it. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, the year 45 BC is actually like historically called the year of confusion. That makes perfect sense. I, I can see that. After that point, it also added 10 extra permanent days to the end of certain months Uh, It removed the leap month completely. Uh, It gave February five extra days to equal 28 and added a leap day in February. So February 29th, every four years in order to try to better match it up with the solar cycle and religious holidays and all that good stuff. Hmm. But it wasn't entirely without controversy. Early Roman politics involved uh, two elected officials. Uh, One of them was for politics. The other one was essentially like a high priest. But that, of course, was a role that gained like way more political power as the years went on. Clearly. Um, The pontifices uh, or the high priests would actually manipulate the length of the calendar in order to give more or less time to the rule of their political leaders based on if they liked them or not. Okay, so yeah. There's clearly early, early before our country was created, there was fucking around with politics. Right. In the 15th century, so like the 1400s, the uh, Catholic Church would adopt and adapt terms like 
Pontifex Maximum and Pontiff for themselves. So like pontiffs are referred to are referring to like bishops and stuff and the Pontifex Maximus, which was like kind of the, the big high priest guy in Roman politics uh, became the, like a name for like the Pope. So uh, they just kind of stole that. Of course. Um, I mean, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, Whatever good Christian does. So I don't know if you know this, but I don't. Juli- Julius Caesar was not all that well liked. Oh, nobody liked Julius. He was a dick. Everybody hated yeah. him. Yeah. There were a lot of reasons. His extended stay in power being one of them. The other was all, you know, the civil wars he fought. The two years after he created the calendar, Caesar, who was like a dictator by that point, like literally historically as a dictator, oh, yeah. like, you know, was assassinated. After Caesar was assassinated, Mark Antony, the Cleopatra one, not the singer, he Could have been changed. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> changed uh, Caesar's birth month, Quintilis, to be named after his honor, hence July. Huh. Um, Caesar's great nephew, Octavian, had been adopted by the former dictator and made his official heir, like in his will. Octavian wrapped up, you know, all that civil war craziness, defeated Mark Antony, and stopped any real threat kind of against his rule. The Roman Senate eventually gave him more and more power until he became the first, like, lifelong Roman emperor. Uh, Though, you know, I guess it could be argued Caesar was the first, but I think historically... Officially, Octavian is considered the first emperor, and because of his stick it to the man, yeah, because of his new status, they renamed him Augustus. The former sixth month Sextilian was also renamed August in his honor, as most of his biggest accomplishments had occurred in that month. Other emperors also renamed months, but none of those really seemed to stick. And this is kind of where uh, I could bring up your former question about the the other months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, see, March was ba- named after Mars, the Roman god. That's, the gar- that's their god of war, right? Yes. I want to say Jupiter was in there. Maybe is that June? June is Jupiter. And yeah, they're they're just it, kind of those early months before it gets to July. Those were all named after gods. Now, there's there actually is one more calendar to talk about, but before I get to that one, uh, I got to back up a bit and actually, you know, talk about New Year's because we haven't done that yet. We have not. How dare you, uh, Nick? <laughs> I know. Uh, do you actually have any other thoughts before on like calendar stuff before we jump in? <coughs> Well, I was going to ask, um, excuse me, I just coughed there really loud too, by the way, in case you didn't catch that. Um, so most months have 30, 31 days, uh, July, right. now February has 28 events, you know, after years of toiling around, would two or three more days really have done such damage? You know, I mean, would it, would it really have cost, you know, do you, 
did you read any research where they're like oh yeah sure just add two more days you know it's it's a it's a leap year it's a leap month but hey you know two more days no big deal you know uh actually yeah there's there's a big part of that it's it's all math it's like a ridiculous there's like pythagoras like the pythagorean theorem guy uh yeah he was involved in like time calendar math you know it like it's a it's a big complex thing uh just to devise how many days are within the year and it doesn't have any extreme consequence right away but after and i'll talk about this i think in a little bit but uh after a stretch of time you know even a, over 100 years uh it can really push the calendar Okay. And really kind of mess up the the cycles of like, you know, the sun and the seasons and what months they are, different holidays okay. that are connected to things, that kind of stuff. Well, that makes sense. I was just kind of curious about that, you know, and it's interesting to me how I, I really like, okay, so I, I want to say it's interesting, but it actually makes sense to like how these priests would, you know, influence and change months and change the calendar as as they saw fit uh you know if they didn't like somebody well you know we'll just give him you know 28 days less you know because he's he's a douche you know right uh and the the interesting thing about researching about time and calendars and and timekeeping and all that is you we really don't know what year it is what anything means like it's all just guesswork and the fact that people have historically just screwed with time and like how long a year is and who believes in what and we haven't even gotten yet which we'll get to this later we haven't even gotten to the fact yet that uh a huge chunk of the world doesn't even follow all the same calendars what um, yeah so yeah we'll we'll get we'll get to that info blast uh, my brain nick <laughs> uh, all right so let's move on to new year's new year's celebrations also date back to about 2000 bc mesopotamia and uh various countries and beliefs celebrated at different times pick an equinox or solstice around any time of the year and someone probably celebrated or still celebrates a new year around it, even if it's like in September. Well, I know um, the Chinese New Year is is months different than than ours, you know. Well, Chinese actually is in January or February. It just depends. Um, but there are other Asian ones that are uh, way later. When religion came about, the New Year became more connected to you know, religious holidays or feasts. Uh, Mid-March was popular due to the spring equinox and was a primary choice for a long time. Like March 25th basically uh, became like the go-to New Year day for a lot of uh, at least Western world. It actually wasn't until around 153 BC in Rome when January 1st was celebrated as the new year for the very first time. And that wasn't even common then. Uh, Mm. Many years, 
yeah, many years later, Julius Caesar uh, instituted his calendar and also required January 1st to be the new start of the year, um, primarily due to the month's namesake, uh, Janus, who is the god of beginnings, endings, time, etc. So it made sense to, you know, look back on the previous year and look forward to the new year because the god Janus had like two faces. <laughs> okay. That's the first time uh, I've heard of a, of a Roman god having two faces. Uh, well, it's essentially, you know, uh, the the theater, the the drama and comedy oh, faces. Oh, yeah, drama style, and comedy, yeah. That's Janice. Oh, next time I get uh, to the theater, I'll be like, hello, Janice. <laughs> right. So after Rome fell in the late 5th century and the world delved into the Middle Ages... Many religions, and thus countries, because it was the Middle Ages, uh, actually banned using January 1st as the beginning of the new year because they felt it was pagan and unchristian. No. It, it was stuck like that for quite some time. Instead, they typically tied it to another religious celebration of their choosing, such as Christmas or Easter or just mid-March as it used to be which ironically is way more pagan despite the connection to like you know the annunciation of the Virgin Mary which we you know we talked about that last time in our Christmas conversation yes Um, we did (laughs) now because medieval Europe was cray cray monks were the only ones who had the ability to even think about like the concept of time but they were discouraged, which means more or less banned, from doing so in a secular fashion, such as calendars. Uh, so, because they could really only look into uh, when Easter, their prime feast, should be observed. It became like looking into secular time or calendars and things like that. It became a view of something akin to like meddling with God's plan until it gained a negative connotation as something like not worth anyone's time pun mildly Hmm. intended coincidentally the sixth century so like just not long after this it saw a monk named dionysus exegus uh, create the adbc system in conjunction with jesus's birth and death and math as we again talked about at christmas Um, Yeah, Uh, it actually wasn't until the 16th century in 1582, uh, which, by the way, is only about 500 years ago at this point, that it changed back. England and most Christian Europe actually celebrated the new year on March 25th uh, for many centuries at this point. However, in the 16th century, people noticed that the calendar was like way off. It for like the spring equinox and more importantly Easter uh, they realized the math in the Julian calendar was a bit off and it added an extra day every 128 years by the time we had reached the year 1582 there was a 10 day discrepancy um, which you know was just not appreciated especially by the religious folk gotta have it on time come on people let's get this shit together It's like an affront to God celebrating at the wrong time. Now, enter Pope Gregory the 13th. 
he had a brand new calendar dubbed the Gregorian calendar, mathed up, uh, fixing the number of days and leap year issues. Along with that, January 1st was officially instituted as the first day of the new year. Now, he couldn't do this secularly. He couldn't make this the calendar for like countries to use, but because uh, he didn't have that power at that time, like the the Pope didn't have that grand control over you know the world like he did in the past. But he could make it the calendar of like Catholicism, which is what he did. But it gained popularity and started spreading, you know, first and foremost to all Catholic countries. Because the Pope said so. Right. So, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he made January 1st the official first day of the new year. Uh, this is still actually the calendar we still use today, um, at least in the secular Western world. Most of Europe came, slowly came, to adopt January 1st as the new year over the next 400 years. Jesus. Um, Like I said, many Catholics uh, took to it quick, but those Protestant countries, you know, we had issues with those Protestants. Those damn Protestants. Those damn Protestants. Those, those, Those countries took a while. Speaking of... Anything owned by Britain, including the American colonies, uh, adopted the Gregorian calendar in 1752, um, which when they did it, it jumped from like, I want to say it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, September 2nd, and then the next day they adopted the calendar and it jumped to like the next day, but it was September 14th. What the hell? Yeah. Because of there's a time shift with the calendar change because most people still use the Julian calendar. Some some countries like Russia uh, even took until the 20th century to adopt the Gregorian calendar. Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot. Some countries actually still use the Julian calendar. There's, you know, a big discrepancy on what day it actually is. But because of how the two, the the calendars between the Gregorian and the Julian consider leap years and how they work, the next time I think the calendars will realign won't be until the year 2100. So, okay. So here are a couple, I, I got a couple questions for you. Um, okay. So you said, you know, it's going to be a couple, maybe a couple, 80 years from now um, that the calendars will actually sync up. Do you... Would you be a betting man to say that we, do you think that they would go back to the, the original calendar, you know, the Julian calendar, or would they stay with the Gregorian, which is what we're familiar with? Would it? I I don't think, I don't think any Gregorian calendar countries are going to go back to Julian. If anything, some Julian countries might switch to Gregorian. Okay. So, okay. Uh, So my next question, you said, um, there was a, a huge gap between about 600 and 1500 where just nothing happened. Does it seem like, like they're just like, okay, whatever. We're just going to go with the flow for 900 years. So basically that's what I was talking about with the monks. So like, you know, monks were really the people who had like time and thought energy to put into looking at things like calendars or time in general. Uh, but 
the uh, religious world thought it was basically kind of an affront to God because it, it was like a godly power to have dealings with time. Uh, so they weren't really allowed to do it because of that. Uh, I don't know this for sure. Just kind of a theory that the uh, church probably pushed the notion that looking at time was a negative thing. So eventually it even took on a more secular thought uh, that it was just kind of a dull, unimportant, just lazy man's thing to like deal with time. So like people just didn't care about it. They, they didn't look into it. They didn't want to look into it. Uh, and they those that did weren't allowed to. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it <clears throat> happened here and there, but not, you know, not to say like nothing happened in that time, but nothing like massively significant happened in that time, except for like, you know, the Dionysus thing who created, you know, the AD BC, which generally, you know, we don't even have to follow anymore. We can say BCE or before common era or ADE or no, not ADE, CE, current era. So, you know, it's whatever. Um, it's, 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 it's just go with it, people. Just go with it. You know? Yeah. Do, do what you want. Okay. Uh, so another, another question for you here. Uh-huh. Um, this is just a theory I just came up with. So you talked about um, Janus being the, the Roman goddess, you know, the, the symbol of the theatrical face, you know, happy, sad. Yeah. Do you think it was by choice that they chose Janus to be the name of the AI in the good place? Um, have, you, have you ever seen that show? I have not. Damn it, Nick. Uh, okay, for everybody who's listening to this, that was a good joke. <clears throat> so, okay. So, if you ever watch A Good Place, um, The Good Place, never seen it, Nick. So, just a, a summar- su- summarization of it. The Good Place is actually ran by demons because The Good Place is actually just a simulation of how horrible The Bad Place is by messing with you on a daily basis. In the good place, there is this automatic, this this AI system, Janus, who is, there's good Janus, and then there's bad Janus. Bad Janus is always with the devils. Good Janus is just an idiot. So good Janus, bad Janus, happy, sad. I, I just... Uh, I'd, I'd say that was probably on purpose. Uh-huh, okay. And that's where the joke died. <laughs> All right, the Nick, end. Info, the end. Info blast me more. Just you know, ton, tons of countries still actually don't celebrate New Year on January 1st. The Jewish and Muslim calendars, for instance, have New Year in completely different months. There's also, like you were talking about earlier, the famous Chinese New Year, um, though much of Asia celebrates the New Year at various points. You know, one country that absolutely loves it some New Year? France. Good guess. Scotland. Oh, those Scottish bastards. They get they get drunk with their kilts. Yeah. Uh, so the Scots celebrate, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Hogmanay? Uh, Hogmanay. It's H-O-G-M-A-N-A-Y. Uh, it's a celebration likely gained from the Norse Vikings. Also, for about like 400 years, uh, that darn Protestant Reformation banned Christmas in Scotland. Uh, so, 
I know the freaking Protestants. Uh, so Hogmanay became a kind of melding of like Christmas and New Year, celebrating the New Year sometimes, including like gift giving and usually massive amounts of partying. <laughs> so much so that modernly, uh, January 2nd is a bank holiday to like theoretically recover from January 1st. God, I love the Scottish people. Yeah. They also have traditions like first foot, where uh, typically a tall, dark haired man will be the first person to cross the threshold of a friend or neighbor's house after midnight bearing gifts. I don't know why it has to be a dark haired man. There's also the fact that uh, national treasure poet Robert Burns wrote the New Year's song, uh, Old Lang Syne, in late 18th century. Hmm. I've never heard that song. Maybe I have. I don't know. Yes, you have. Okay, I didn't know the name of that. I just thought, you know, I was like, the drunken song. Okay. Yeah. Now, we can't end this without talking about a few other traditions. Uh, Different cultures eat different foods for good luck or prosperity. There's cabbage, black-eyed peas, uh, which are disgusting, uh, but I'm from but the U.S. The South, so we have to like eat it. But the music is great. <laughs> Dumplings, noodles, rice pudding, or in Korea they eat uh, seaweed soup, uh, which is actually really good. I was about to say that sounds disgusting. It sounds disgusting. It even looks kind of gross, but it actually tastes really good. See, I've had me some black eyed peas. I, you know, I, I like that stuff, you know, especially if you put it in like, you know, a nice, um, a nice stew. It's, uh, it's pretty tasty, you know. I don't know what you got okay. against black eyed peas, Nick. I don't really like cabbage either, but certain cabbage things are growing on me. I could go for a good Reuben right now, too. <laughs> now you got me thinking about food, Nick. Jesus, man. Well, let's switch to resolutions where you can cut out that thought of food. That's not going to happen. I didn't make any resolutions this year. (laughs) I didn't either. Uh, But (laughs) resolutions have been a thing since practically the beginning of New Year's celebrations, like probably to appease the gods. I could see that. The New York Times Square, like, ball began when the New York Times moved to the area and, like, had it renamed Times Square after them. Uh, they began throwing like these huge parties with fireworks at the new year, but fireworks were banned in New York in 1907. So an electrician made a giant wood and iron ball of like a hundred lights that dropped from a flagpole. And that's pretty much been a yearly tradition ever since. Wow. And just for you, Rob, because I know you wanted it. Let's talk <laughs> about baby new year. Yes. The bastard child of all the years. (laughs) So baby new year actually dates back to ancient Greece around 600 BC or BCE, whatever floats your boat. When the Greeks would celebrate the new year with the birth of baby Dionysus, the Greek God, not the medieval uh, monk. I know what you're talking about. Dionysus. Yeah. Yeah. They would often parade around a baby in a basket to symbolize his rebirth 
this would be done again after Christianity became a thing, except, you know, switch baby Dionysus with baby Jesus. The tradition continued and popularized further in the early 20th century after baby New Year was drawn on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post every year for like 40 years. Wow. So that's about it. That's about all I have on New Year's. See, I remember I remember Baby New Year from like, you know, the um the animation along with like Rudolph, you know, and all that stuff. I remember the Baby New Year story about that, but they put the twist as, you know, Baby New Year, Father Time, you know, and then the, yeah. the baby gets stolen by this fugly ass bird, you know. So if there's no baby, <laughs> there's no new year and everything stops. But yeah, it's, the it's, idea of the idea there is, you know, that baby New Year is has to grow into old father time by the end of the year and then get replaced every year. I'm so sorry, Father Time. <laughs> every year he gets murdered by by, <laughs> much. by a younger version of himself. He he brings the scythe for the baby to do it too. All right. Here you go, kid. Just uh make it quick. Make it quick. Do it to the last guy. I think it's interesting how, you know, the, the baby new year was actually baby Dionysus and Dionysus, um, basically Dionysus was the God of partying, you know, God of, um, yeah. God of wine, fertility, fertility, you know, it's, you can't, you, you can't have a party without Dionysus coming around, you know, and that's, that's including the monk, to me. including the monk. Yeah. The monk's like, look, you know, sorry, I'm here. Now we party. <laughs> Party like it's 600 BC. <laughs> Party like it's 599. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, most things seem to be, you know, steeped in early pagan religions, which was adapted into Christian religion, uh, which was then made secular into American society. Of course. I mean, you know, you can't just leave one thing alone and let it be what it is. You have to cannibalize yeah. it in some way, shape, or form and kind of make it fit your own box, you know? Yeah. Well, that was basically part two of my Christmas discussion because there's a lot of ties to both of them. But do you have any final thoughts on any of this, Rob? I think you should watch The Good Place. Um <laughs> That's the lesson from this episode. Watch yeah. the good place. Watch the good place. No, New Year's resolution. New Year's, New Year's resolution. Watch the good place. And keep an eye on Janice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's still, you know, there's a lot of questions that, you know, why is this? Why is that? But then also you got to keep in mind that you said it, you know, time itself is not really accurate. Uh, especially given the fact that, you know, we're, we technically could not be in the year 2022, you know, we could be in 3022 for all we know, you know? Right. Um, well, and then the whole AD BC thing, like, you know, it's not even technically BC. Cause as we talked about last time, you know, Jesus was probably born somewhere between like four and seven, like BC. And so, like, it's not even before Christ, because he was already born by year zero. He was there, kicking it with his kids, his kid friends. He was like in elementary school. <laughs> he was learning his, his, his Roman numerals. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. oh we're going to end it there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I hope you join us again for our next episode in a couple weeks uh, where we're going to get a little classy. Rob, Ooh. we're next week or next next episode. We're talking about toilets. Ah, yes, the porcelain god, the throne of dome, the boom town to my boom boom, the John the crapper, the crapper, the end. Until then, this has been Infoblast. They see me rolling, they hating. We are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come to oh. this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The coast keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or... You can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcast. Rabbitholepodcast.com.